to all the issues Lord keep me from going with mental Help me show sure love bed ain't simple And stay woke on Instagram Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria A podcast for CHH about everything CHH I am your host Cole And I'm your co-host Cooper And today I'm super excited Because we have one of our favorite new artists On the show with us We have Tyler Hates Life Thank you so much for coming on Yeah definitely man Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you're good you're good so we brought tyler on to talk about something a little bit different than what we normally cover we usually don't stray too far away from just talking about chh we thought it'd be really interesting to cover um the church and how it currently responds to mental health and how it can improve that response um so tyler i'll go ahead and let you start i know it's kind of like a really broad question but how would you say from what you've seen how has the global church um responded to mental health issues in the past 10 years 10 years uh man i'd say in the past in the past 10 years there's been a there's been an a growth in my opinion to be completely honest because before the two yeah before the 2000s and from 2000 to like tw- 2010 that like era was like kind of just get over it type of thing like like just like be tough get over it. i mean i work in an organization where it's like it's still a lot like that and <clears throat> but the world in, in general and the church has started taking a lot of this stuff more seriously uh there's obviously like there's obviously a lot of things we need to grow on and i've I feel like most people would expect like a negative answer, like, oh, it hasn't done well. But in all honesty, if you really think about how how it was back like only 30 years ago, people take like mental health a lot more serious than they used to. There's so many more, there's so much more studies, uh, statistics, all that stuff, like when it comes to like depression, anxiety, suicides, uh, all of that stuff like we have statistics and like even i'm a chaplain assistant and in the army that's my job and i like that's a big subject for what we what we do like we're we're dealing with like we're trying to prevent people from from doing that and in the military it's a huge thing is like like suicide rates in the military are insane and so like the our goal is to figure out ways to help them to help people get get past that mental block where they feel like there's nothing else to live for. Because I mean, I'm gonna be completely real with you, man. Like that's a real thing. I before I met my wife, I was in that place. Like that's like I, I joke about it all the time. Like if I didn't have Jesus, then I would be I would have done something stupid. The only reason I never did anything stupid was because I knew that this this was temporary and and through Christ everything was gonna be made whole, you know. So it's like, uh, then I found my wife and my life got a lot better, you know. But but in regards to the church, how they deal with mental health, pers- personally, I think there's been a growth in the past uh, <laughs> ten years for real. Yeah, I. I like how you kind of started out by saying, you know, there is, there has been a growth. Cause I would agree. Like, um, I mean, I'm only 20. So like, I wasn't old enough to really like know kind of what's going on, like in the 2000s, 2010, sort of uh, early, really early 2010s. 
as it regards to like this sort of stuff but like just looking back as like as what we can see um on the internet and stuff like people in general and the church they just take it a lot more seriously they're a lot more like a lot more people are just listening to people that are struggling if that kind of makes sense um yeah so i really like what you said about that and you said you're a um, chaplain assistant in the army yeah that's my that's my job so you have you have a chaplain and and so a lot of people are familiar with that job it's not only in the it's not only in the military that you have chaplains but like fire departments have chaplains chaplains are they're there to provide religious support for whatever like organizations <laughs> okay but uh my job is basically to make sure that the chaplain is able to uh provide ministry to people and help them out and all that stuff um yeah it's a pretty fun job though for real and i mean it's it's my full-time job and i'm serving god so it's like there's i don't know if it gets much better than that and then on top of that like i make christian rap on the side <laughs> so it's like super fun. you're living a good life <laughs> yeah not not to not to name drop uh, trip lee or anything i don't know right you're listening to that album Oh, dude, I, I, that's like part of my childhood album. I mean, okay. childhood, like, like middle being, school days. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Like when I think of The Good Life, the album, I was probably, a, you said you're 14? How old are you? Oh, uh, me? I'm 20. Oh, crap. I thought, you said you're, I thought you said you're 14. What the heck? <laughs> nah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, sorry. No offense to I thought you said you're 14. All right. Anyways, when I was... It's like I'm 20. I'm gonna I'm gonna be alive over that. All right. So when I was like 16, I was a ranch hand. That was my job. And Tripoli dropped the good life, and I remember shoveling like horse crap, <laughs> like <laughs> like for for like every weekend. And I would just listen to that album the whole time. And by the end of the album, I'd be done. That's that's that like i love the album but like that's that's the memory that comes when i yeah I, that it's probably not the best memory but it got me to it so <laughs> i mean hey that's that's a funny memory um cooper i know you had some um statistics that you wanted to share as far as the church and mental health and stuff um so i found some um uh statistics what's it called on christianitytoday.com um, and so just some of the notable ones that I found, um, uh, quote from them, 90% of pastors when they, uh, so they interviewed pastors and they like interviewed them about mental health and like this, uh, this, this subject and they, uh, and a quote from the website, uh, 90% believe the article or the church has a moral and spiritual responsibility to provide resources and support to those with mental illness and their families. Um, so like clearly, you know, um, pastors think that we should be supporting um, these people and then like um, also to say uh, something that kind of shocked me like I knew um, clinical depression was diagnosed quite a bit but 74% of Protestant pastors said that they knew someone diagnosed with clinical depression so like it's clearly widespread and then plus the 90% believing that the church has a moral and spiritual responsibility to provide resources and support to those with mental illnesses like um i think i think they they know what they need to do it's just 
the failure comes with the act upon their knowledge of this. So like, you know, they know, you know, 70, you know, a qu three quarters of them know that someone is depressed and they believe that this church has this um, moral and spiritual responsibility about this. And they know this, but they fail to act upon it. I think that's where like one uh, area that we could grow in is that, because um, like only 30, according to uh, one another statistic that they had is only 33% spoke to their large group more than once a year about this. And so clearly like they're not talking about it, but they know of it. So like, I think that's one area that we could grow. Um, yeah, like talking about it, that's definitely, I definitely agree with, with that. I, I believe talking about things is like the key to fixing everything. I mean, I, I talk about things that people are not comfortable with. I mean, that's kind of like, in my opinion, that's my favorite type of music too. But like, okay, like hard life, you said hard life. Like there's some lines in hard life that are like, that are a little raw. Like, like they're almost like, I'm just being real. Like there's not really, I don't like same over this chat, but like some of the lines in there, like they're being real. Like if I'm being, like I'm being dead honest, like before I stopped, before I met my wife and I was, I was living in a life full of lust. Right. And like, and that's, that's, that was the reality that I was in, but I don't want to hide that from anyone. <laughs> a funny thing about depression, just for a side note, cause I had, I was just like listening to us talk or whatever, but, and I was thinking is like, with my experience in, in the army, this is kind of something that I, I started thinking about because a lot of people add this like, like negative vibe towards, uh, towards depression and the word depression, but Oh, what I've found though, is like most people who feel go through a period of depression and I think it's normal. I think you need to, I think you just learn how you, you learn how to like to just beat it, you know, but I think it's less normal when you meet people who never go through it at all, because like, there's a lot of people that I work with that, that they just, they're cold. They don't, they don't feel like emotions at all. And I think that's more dangerous. Like if I meet someone who's depressed, if you're depressed, it means you care most of the time. It's, it's cause you care, you know, like you, you care about something. I don't, whether you you're depressed because you're not where you wanted to be or something happened, but it's cause your heart hurts and you care. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like that's a different look on, on that, that I don't know, maybe, if I'm ever talking to somebody or dealing with that, I know that that viewpoint would have probably helped me because I felt like I was like, like something was wrong with me. I don't think there's anything wrong with someone who's, who's depressed. I think that it's normal that when we go through hard things in life, you should feel, I think it's not normal if you go through a hard thing and you're just like, whatever, like, okay, my someone, someone passed away, whatever, I guess, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's not you should you should feel and then it gets hard though if you can't if you can't get over it and like you, you live with that for years and years there's definitely like yeah that's when it's like really hard i get that i don't know that was just a thought i had sorry for going off topic <laughs> no you good um i i really like that thought what you just said like what you just said is like really well biblically grounded as well too you know like the bible teaches that like hardships are going to come and you're going to have times of mourning and like if someone tells you that you're not that's like 
a bad gospel, you know? Um, that's like yeah. Joel Osteen type stuff. Um, and um, to go off what Cooper said and like what you said about like, you know, just kind of talking about it helps. I actually have a statistic about that. It's from the same um, source Cooper had in the same study. Um, 63% of people in the families that um, struggle with mental health, they said that they just want the church to talk about it openly. So like, it's not like a taboo subject, you know? So like, cause they feel like um, it's hard enough for them to come out and say that they feel this way just because it's always hard to talk about whatever feeling, um, especially when it comes to negative feelings. But um, especially if they feel like it's a taboo subject, you know, it's gonna be really hard to talk about. So kind of like what you said, just like talking about it is like a great way to improve our response to mental health. Yeah, and, and like another thing that um, from the study that said, um, they said 74% um, want the church to help families find local resources for support and dealing with the illness. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about that? I think, pers- I think uh, it depends on what support means. If they're asking for money, that's not the first line of support, in my opinion. I think that the first line is if they're asking for moral or just knowledge-based. So like me and my wife, we went to counseling for uh, just finances one time just to like learn how to get our finances together. And, and that's that's the church supporting people that are like in need, basically. But like in any way, when it comes to mental illness or any of that stuff, I think the first line is like uh, – is is counseling type stuff i don't necessarily i don't think that like i don't know if churches really like are charging people money to go to counseling then i don't really agree with that i think that i there there are things that you should charge money for and then there are like should you charge money for your worship pastor's cd that he's selling yeah sure he he made the cd and he's selling it should you charge somebody money to help them not be depressed probably not i mean <laughs> i don't i more moral i mean or morally like that just seems but i think that's the first line i think a lot of times in churches and i've seen it happen you get a lot of people who are like who are looking for handouts who they're it's a church so they're like oh well these people will pay my bills for me or, or these people what like if they're mentally ill like hey can you help me buy this medicine for me Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're addicted to pills, like stuff like that, because someone bought them for them, or or maybe they're already addicted to pills and they're tricking the church into buying them drugs for them, like stuff like I don't know, but like I I don't know. I hope hopefully that answered the question. And I don't I don't know, but yeah, um, like you know, it's just it's like a it's kind of what you said, like a tricky, um, it can be a tricky situation, um, in the sense of like. Um, paying for someone's uh, medicine, whatever it may be. I think in um, some cases, that's a really good thing to do. Um, in some cases, um, there's things that you should probably take first, um, steps first. So um, something that Lecrae said in his book, uh, I Am Restored, which is a fantastic book. And um, if you guys haven't read it, I would definitely recommend it. It was kind of a long passage, uh, not passage, a long um, section, but I'll read it real quick. It says, Sadly, in many of our churches, we've separated our mental health from our theology. We don't believe we need a counselor if we have a relationship with Jesus. But Jesus and a therapist 
spiritual disciplines, and therapeutic direction can all work together for healing. There is no conflict between our mental and spiritual health. In fact, they are interconnected. To our shame, many of our churches have shunned a connection between um, cognitive behavioral therapy and theology. What is even worse is that many of the counseling services churches offer are from people who are not professionally licensed. Just because someone gives good advice does not mean they are a mental health therapist. We need to use the gifts, um, all the gifts God has given us, including the expertise of those who are equipped to walk with people through mental darkness. No shortcuts or over-spiritualized cliches will work here. And I feel like, uh, I, 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 like when I first read I Am Stored, I was like, oh, that, that's like really, I thought that was really good. And it kind of goes in a little bit with what you said. Um, so you said, you know, like the church obviously offers some counseling. And I, I agree with that 100%. But um, I think at some point there needs to come if it's, um, let's say if, the, if whatever they're struggling with has lasted long enough or whatever, that the church could help them um, at least find a good um, therapist. Would you think you agree with that? Like someone that's like professionally yeah. licensed if they don't have one. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So no, think... like all I was saying was when it comes to that stuff, it's like, I, cause I've just seen it too many times with, of people trying to look for, look for like the easy ways to do, to get out of things. But then a lot of times people genuinely need, they need help. And that's where like, as a pastor, as, as a leader in a church, you have to have kind of a, a discernment to be able to read people and just make sure like, but most of the time, like you can tell, like if somebody is asking, like, and if they're asked for a handout, offer them counseling or offer them, offer them. Cause that's the easiest way to know what they're actually looking for. It, like, Hey, why don't you come talk with me? No, I just, I, all, I just need the freaking money. Like something like that. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, it can, I agree. yeah, it can be hard. Like just like as like a church leader in general and being a part of the church, um, kind of like reading people is a really good skill that we should all be able to have. Um, but I think, um, kind of like one of the po- uh, good point that this study kind of brought up is, um, one thing the church could do better is um, just like having those resources, not necessarily like um, kind of like available for anyone to come grab, but like uh, resources where they can find help, if that makes sense. So like yeah. um, be like, oh, I know this therapist or um, this company or whatever that is really, really good. And like it's um, it's in like our church website or whatever that we support these guys or whatever. And I know supporting um, like an organization comes with a lot of uh, ties because if they mess up, then it makes your church look bad. But I think it's helpful um, if the church is able to kind of like suggest places where people can go. Um, yeah. But kind of moving on to the next thing, um, Tyler, are there any other ways that from what you've seen and um, whether local church, global church, that we could improve our response to help people? I think... I think uh, figuring out figuring out a way to not put all the pressure on the key leaders in the church. So, I hope that makes sense. But like, I've been. It's like every church I ever go to, people get mad at the pastor because the pastor is that like they'll be like they'll be at church on Sunday and they'll try to talk to him, 
and then he talks to him for like five seconds and then he walks away and they're like, Oh, he just snubbed me. No, he's the pastor of the church. He's a leader. He has a lot of stuff to, that he's doing go, that's going on. So figuring out ways to like, uh, take that pressure off the pastor by maybe like assigning, assigning, I don't know. I, I, that's a hard one, man. Like, cause people are always going to be looking at the face of the organization but i think that that's a big thing though if there's one thing that i've like i've heard people complain about all the time about churches that oh the pastor like he doesn't actually care he's just there to talk like but no he actually cares he's dedicated years to what he's doing it's just that he can't be there for every single person you know so like in my opinion like figuring out ways to to just i don't know put the get the pressure off the pastor or maybe other people in the church step up and you know like rather than the pastor being the only person who provides any sort of like ministry like the the deacons and all the all those guys like actually fulfill the roles you know <laughs> and and they're they're all mentors rather than just like the one guy who's running the church like everyone just has to step up but the problem is is like to get a collective effort like that it's very rare like it's it's hard for it's most people are so busy with their lives and i mean they're just wanting to go to church on sunday and and call it a week like for being real i mean it stinks to talk about because like it's I don't know how many songs I've heard people talk about, like oh don't go to church on Sun or don't don't just go to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week not even think about God but like that's really what that's what I love about making music I'm gonna be real and being a Christian artist is that my hobby keeps me involved with God you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. so while, if I didn't have this hobby. I don't know when I would like, I, I, I wouldn't talk to God very often, you know, but like, because this is what I do, I'm always like, I'm always writing. I'm always like praying about the words I'm, I'm writing. I'm talking to God. It's a hobby, but I don't think it has to be with music. It can be with whatever your hobby is. Like whatever you're trying to like make into like what, whatever your dream is, like you should be involving God in that. So if you guys are, with what you're doing here, like it, what I'm sure there's a lot of prep that goes in, into making these things. And as, as long as God's like a part of that, I'm, like that's a blessing, man. Not a lot, a lot of, most people just sit on their couch and watch TV and then like Sunday comes around and they're like, Oh crap, I forgot to pray. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, like, you know, within, the church there is a lot of lukewarmness um a lot of like just kind of checking off the box to go to church on sunday or just do to get a devotion in the morning whatever it may be um but like you know our, our lives should look radically different um and yeah. i think the more people that are radically changed you know obviously the more our response will become better um and i going back to like what you like first said um and about the like not just the pastor or whatever I think um, church leadership is very important that the pastor doesn't have too much power. And that's kind of like a different subject. But like, um, I think this is where like the church body comes into play, like really, really well. Like the pastor or the elders, 
or whoever's teaching that day, whatever, they're there to equip people not to do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're there to equip people with the knowledge they need to, you know, go make a difference in other people's lives and all that good stuff. So like everyone in the church body has a play, you know, um, it's not just the pastor or just the elders, whatever it may be. So I think <laughs> yeah, what you no, said is funny. really good. It's funny when I see like I see people who like will leave a church and I'll be like, Why did you leave the church? And they're like, Oh, the pastor was mean to me. Like the pastor didn't talk to me. Like, what are you going to church for the pastor, man? Like, did the when he's on stage and God speaking through him, was was he talk was God talking to you through that person? Oh yeah, God was talking to me. Well, so you're so you left because that specific guy didn't say hi to you or something. Okay. That's not the right answer, man. Like you're not going to the church to be friends with the pastor. Right? I mean, it's cool if you're friends with him, but like you're going there to talk about God and hopefully grow. And then, ho- and then eventually hopefully talk to him more than just Sunday. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think a big but, part of church in general is community though. So like, if you go to a church and like, they're not welcoming, I feel like that's a big red flag. But like, if it's just like the pastor oh, yeah. that didn't talk to you, that's, a, I mean, like, I see what he's saying, but yeah, like, not welcoming church, that's a big red flag. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, and unfortunately, there are, like, there are definitely churches where, like, there's a certain type of person that goes to that church. Like, like if I'm being dead, like, dead honest, like, some of the churches I've gone to, they'll be, like, kind of underground. But, like, the only, the only people at that church are people who have, like, who are like ex drug addicts and overdose, like have overdose, like all kinds of stuff, but you don't see anybody there. That's like rich. It's all just like ex drug addicts and like, and like all kinds of stuff. But like, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I mean, this is cool. You found a bunch of people who have turned their life around, but like, but what about the people who, who do have it together? Because all of us need Jesus, but it's like, it's just funny. I mean, and then you can go to, then you go to like mega churches and it's a whole bunch of like, it's a whole bunch of, it's a mixture. I mean, but th- nah, mega church probably isn't the best example because I think mega church is pretty much a mixture of people. I would just say there's some like higher class churches where it's like, if you, when you walk in, you feel like you have to have like have a nice suit on. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I wish it wasn't like that. But denominations kind of can, that's what happens with denominations that I don't, I don't know if y'all are, I'm non-denominational, but like, in my opinion, like that, that boils down to the human in us trying to like control who God is, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you have to dress up for God in order or, or just like going the complete opposite on it i don't know but yeah um i, I kind of see like where like um different um cultures will obviously come together and um uh, meet like a little bit more but i do agree like more unification in the church is is needed because like you know people in those high class um churches would never go to the church that um these ex-drug addicts are and i think that's a problem because like yeah. We're all I'm, under. The, we're all under. Who, I've met <laughs> people who would like, one hundred percent would not walk into the church I go to right now just because they're right. like, like because I can walk into my church and have like my hat on. Like who cares? Like we're worshiping God. We're not. 
like trying to but i've met people who are like what y'all were happy nah, no. yeah. like, and like i mean it tends to be older people but you know <laughs> but anyways yeah. um old old Cooper, ladies old ladies <laughs> Cooper, do you have anything you want to add onto this conversation um so i just have a just one quick thing um how would you guys feel like so you know tyler you said um how like the army has a person that's dedicated to like religious mental uh, health support how would you feel about the church having something similar to that like where you just have one person dedicated like it might be I mean, a licensed therapist yeah like it's or, a job yeah like how I, do you I, feel gar- about that? I guarantee i guarantee you especially in bigger churches that they have those okay. they're like i can because that's a great idea but it, it but it's such a great idea that it's like there's no way we're the first ones who came up with that yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but like i guarantee if you go to like places like bethel or i'm from austin texas so the austin stone i'm pretty positive like the austin stone actually had therapists or whatever i mean a lot of pastors though they get while getting their degrees and going to college they get they get degrees and certs on on being therapists themselves so they consider themselves therapists i see what you're saying you're saying hire a completely like a person dedicated yeah. that and that's that that is a great idea because it takes pressure off the pastor like we were talking about earlier it puts that onto them but this the down part is a lot of the people who are going to that church they want to talk to the pastor because they're like oh yeah. he's the one who is preaching on stage i definitely see your point i'm sure it is already kind of a thing but if it's not then it, i definitely support that and agree with it yeah i have a few things to add onto that too um so you, that that yeah, you be kind of have to be careful with that a little bit. Um, obviously, like you know, like only bigger churches will be able to have this um, because smaller churches won't be able to support a full time person like that or part time. Um, but if you were to hire someone for mental health support, um, you would have to make sure that they are like have or they're like legit some sort of yeah. therapist, not um, not like what Lecrae said, not someone that just gives good advice because like yeah. good advice versus someone that understands. <laughs> understands it you know what i mean it's like there's there's a difference um because advice is good but it can only go so far if that makes sense um but tyler you you said a lot of interesting things um and i I really appreciate your input on all the stuff that you said um and i want to i i I, there are some things i like i would love to continue talking to you about eventually um but we're actually running out of time on zoom and stuff so We'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, do you have any last things you'd like to say before we head out? No, I mean, check out my new song coming out in a few weeks. I, hey. I've been, this year, I'm dropping a song every three weeks. That's just kind of my thing. And I'm just, it's like the last few years have just been years of planning. This year is like, I'm like right there. I mean, I just, I just basically purchased a studio that i can take anywhere <laughs> like, hey. like so okay. like that's so that's what oh, i did so my whole like goal and <laughs> my whole goal with the music stuff if i could be like remembered for one thing it's it's i would like to basically be like one of the one of the people like my goal is to make an album go platinum made 100 percent with my iphone like that's my go. goal and so like being kind of like 
I, there's a lot of people moving towards it. I'm not going to lie. If there's one thing I'm confident that, like, I'm one of the, like, better people at, it would be, like, recording with iOS devices. Just be, that's how I've done everything. So every song you've heard, every song you've heard besides uh, Type, I believe, because Type was, I didn't make the beat on Type. But any song that doesn't have a tag at the beginning was made with my iPhone and my iPad. Because, yeah, that's just how it is. So, like, there's an app called iMachine. And so when I was in airborne school with the military, I started making beats with that. I was already able to, like, sing and play guitar and stuff. But I started making beats, and I was like, yo, I'm about to just start making, like, producing, too, because I couldn't find a producer. And then I just, like, kept with it. And now now it's like I, I know how to make beats on that, but I also know how to make beats on the computer. And if I'm being completely honest with you, the, right now the computer has more like it has more depth and you can get more out of it but the thing is is like the future of this is is all in in making things portable the ipads and the iphones that i i would put my money like all my money on that in like five to ten years it's gonna be like a normal thing for people to be making whole albums off of their ipads and and all that and like but basically, I just bought every year. I spend about uh, two to three thousand dollars on a bunch of equipment, and then I just pay it off during the year. So, like, it, I use a credit a credit card with Sweetwater, and then I just pay that credit card off throughout the year. I've never it's built my credit actually a whole bunch. Not everybody likes credit cards, but but if I don't use that, then I can't really get the music equipment I need. So it's all good. I have a steady job. We're fine. Anyways. <laughs> So what I just bought though, like I've, I've gotten everything I've, I've needed, but up to this point, like I basically bought cases for like everything I have. And there's one specific item that's like the key, but it's called a Babyface Pro. It's an audio interface that is bus powered, but like it'll, it turns on, it gets powered by plugging it into my iPad. So like, so literally I don't have to have power outlet or anything. Like I can literally sit outside and produce a song like in the woods so it's like it's about to, like campfire music to an extreme <laughs> bro if i can get good with these videos for real and i also like i found a few things i didn't know this but there's an organization called moments and they make lenses for an iphone like like actual lenses i was about to because i've been trying to buy this camera and then i was like bro I'm just going to buy the lens for this iPhone so that I can still, so I can say like, Oh, I produced everything with my iPhone, but I also took all my videos with my iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, I think that makes it look a little cooler, you know, that's crazy. And just like keep going. And then honest to God, I may never make it like insanely big, but I promise you my son's going to be famous. <laughs> He's going like, okay, I'm going to be real though. TikTok just banned his freaking account. What? Yeah, Dude, I'm not kidding. We're gonna, we are going to boycott TikTok until they put it back on. It, it made me so angry, I, and it's it's because I made a funny video of him. He was he was half asleep, and he was in the bathroom. And I told him he needed to get. I was like, "You're gonna go pee, like, come on!" And and because it was he's a little, he's my son. He's a little three year old kid, and his shirt was off. They were like, "We're banning this account because you broke the rule." I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Dang. It's so stupid. So now I have. Bro, that video got to 30,000 views before they banned it. Dang, like, I was, sucks. I was like, I was getting <laughs> But, yeah, I'm going to just make another one, and then I'm going to have to just not do that, I guess. Whatever.
No, I love I love that. I know you've said it in your songs before. You know that you produce all your stuff from iPhones. I think it's dope, even though I'm Android gang. Um, no, but um, that's you, know, you are you are the first Rapzilla freshman to make all your stuff from iPhones. I can guarantee it. You made his. I don't know if I'm, I'm not a freshman yet, but we'll see. Oh, on the list, my. You know what? You you freshman, you're gonna win. Yeah, you're gonna win. You got it. I, I mean, yeah, I I'm gonna be, I'm a, look. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I mean, it wouldn't surprise like he. I may not make the list because Chad likes to play games with me, but it's all good. <laughs> Man, that's that's too much of a game though. But <laughs> no, for real. Thank you for coming on. I I loved your input. I thought you had some interesting points. Um, and where can we find you on socials? On socials, viewers. everything's Tyler hates life. Uh, cool. Let's let's let me explain that name real fast. I like to do All that right, just yeah, because yeah, yeah. most people, dude. I approached my son in T-ball, and and my wife put my my cash app, and it says Tyler hates life, and everyone thought I was like suicidal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I told her she needs to start putting the Bible verse next to the name. But yeah, so John twelve twenty five says. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, but anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal. Explanation. I was, my mom passed away when I was 18 and I went through a really tough uh, depression stage like we had talked about in this video pretty much. And, but I kept pursuing forward. I went to the army. I was, and I was alone like for quite a while, got a little depressed there. And then my, my dad and my stepmom divorced, got really depressed. And then that's when I was like, I was like super in a dark place. My friend told me to read John. And what's funny though, is his name is Eddie on his Instagram. His name's Eddie hates life. And he, and we got into an argument and I was like, bro, you can't say you hate your life. And he was like, nah, bro, the Bible tells me I can. And then we were, he's like one of my, he's like my best friend in the army, but he's like joking with me. And then he was like, bro, just make that your name. And then I did. (laughs) So it came from but, a bet and a Bible verse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it really comes down to it, I, there is it is my the name that I have is probably my favorite part about everything I do. Like, it's it's I while a lot of people look at it and they're like, "Oh, you that's not a good name because you have to explain it." I'm like, "No, nah, you're completely wrong." It's the, on like a uh, six nine the rapper. <laughs> it goes along the lines of what he what his name is or XXX Tentacion, like those, those names, like they're so just weird that people look at them. Even though, even if people like don't like the name Tyler hates life, a lot of like, bro, I promise you, I'm talking like I've sent songs to famous people and I've gotten DMS back and I swear it's just because of what my name is. You know what I mean? Well, I well yeah. I mean, your music. my first, the, when I, when I first listened to you, I clicked on you because of your name. That's what I'm but saying. Before people, I heard your music, I was like, hmm, this sounds interesting. <laughs> and the, the cool part, though, the coolest part about it is I'm, I'm a Christian rapper. and But the goal for me, I, my goal is to lead people to Jesus. Like, that's my, that's my heart. I'm, I'm very evangelistic, right? And so I'm trying to lead people to Jesus. I'm not trying, like, there, you have, like, uh, you have worship leaders who are, worship leaders, like, they lead the church and worship but but like i wouldn't necessarily say that what they really do is lead people to, to jesus i think people are already led to jesus and their job is to lead them in worship and then and then like what i do is i'm 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 more of like the the like 
missionary type of an artist. Like I'm going to try and make disciples. Like that's my goal. And so it's like, I was trying to find what's the best way to do it. Well, man, like as a Christian rapper, I'm getting DMS from all kinds of people, like straight up, like the people, seriously i get dms and people are like dropping f-bombs and all kinds of stuff because they don't know that i'm a christian rapper and then the more they listen to the words they're like wow what an insanely dark slash super deep meaning (laughs) and then like you never know though that could be the thing that like makes someone think differently it's yeah but yeah man yeah no we yeah i appreciate that we love it we love your music kind of what we said be sure to follow him on his um, Instagram and his tw- – do you have Twitter? I do have Twitter. I don't really get on Twitter too much. I'm more of a – I'm trying to get, like, my new goal right now – now my son's TikTok got banned, so that's what <laughs> frustrated me the most. But anyways, my goal – and this is actually insanely uh, intelligent in my opinion, <laughs> but but I'm going to – I'm – on my TikTok personally, I'm posting mainly videos of like my own songs or me singing acoustic. Like that's all I'm doing, which really doesn't go with like that's not TikTok. But I'm gonna do those take my son's account and I'm gonna make him trace chase all the trends. And so my son is going to become ginormous. I swear to you, I, I'm not kidding. I think in five months he's gonna be huge. And eventually, I'm just gonna have him once he's like big enough. I'm going to have him dance to like my songs and that's going to help promotion with the music, but it's also going to set him a platform. So when he's in like high school, he doesn't have to ask me for gas money and we will be fine. <laughs> right. Right. That's smart. That's smart. Um, yeah. Be sure to listen to his music. We actually have an episode dedicated solely to his music. It's an older episode. The quality is not as good, but be sure to check that out. Um, no, hard bro, life I, falling. Me and my wife listen to that whole thing. We love it. Hey, really? We appreciate it. Yeah. We we've gotten a lot better since then, <laughs> but um, bro, it's 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 a process, man. I've been doing this no, for, for I've sure. been doing music for almost nine years now. So like, Sheesh. it's a it's a process, bro. And you can never reach the top. You're you're always working. So for sure, the next song that's coming out is uh, "If You Want Love" by NF. It's a cover. That's and I promise you, it's the best song I've ever made. So I'm so excited. I'm so ex- is that is that this week then? This next Friday, exactly uh, a week from today? Because ty- um, home I think came it out is. the twelfth is, is March fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll stream that for yeah, sure. Yeah, bro. I'm actually. I'm at. Once we get off this call, I'm going to. I'm. I'm attempting to make a video for it, and it's hey. gonna be if it if it works out fine. It's gonna be so good like i'm i'm excited about it for real i hope it works out bro for sure yeah man but yeah again uh thank you <laughs> follow us on our socials at ch hysteria that's on instagram and twitter but um we're really only active on instagram i'm trying to do better on twitter um and don't forget to subscribe and leave in the comments what you thought about um all the things that we talked about and as well on social media until next time <laughs>